What's up, what's up, what's up, world? It's your girl, Tiana Smalls, a.k.a. Coach Cooch. And right now, you're listening to In My Bag Podcast. And I know you motherfreakers have been missing me because I have been missing you. And last week, well, like about almost two weeks ago, I dropped not one, but two episodes of In My Bag Podcast. And you guys really showed me some love. And I didn't know y'all liked all that tea that I spilled on Lala and um, Carmelo Anthony and... I wasn't the only one spilling that tea. I know that Mace's sister, you remember rapper Mace from the 90s? Well, he has a twin sister named Stacey Betha. And I know that she blew up some real tea on Lala as well. See, me, I only gave y'all a little bit, a bit, a bit of tea. But Stacey Betha went on and on and on. So I guess she's not a fan of Lala Kardashian, as I call her, because that's who she looked like. After her plastic surgery. But anyway. What the fuck is good? Man. Let me tell you something. I had a long ass two weeks. It's like. I don't know. The older my kid is getting. The more like my weeks are taking forever. I used to be living that free life. I'm not living that free life anymore. As well as like working. And real estate. And family life. And cooking. And let me tell you guys something. Uh, this week I really did something that I never did in my life before and I want to share it with you guys because it really means a lot to me and I asked you guys on Instagram at Coach Cooch uh, about this. Basically, um, dishes have been like tearing my family apart. Like, I hate dishes. I don't know if I'm the only one, but I hate fucking doing the dishes. And I don't think my husband hate doing the dishes, but I just think that he just doesn't do them all the time. So I have a dishwasher and I have had dishwashers in many places that I lived at. But for some reason, I just never used a dishwasher. Can you believe that? I'm about to be 35 years old and I never used a dishwasher because I always hear like the dishes don't be all the way clean and it's just you got to re-clean them after you put them in a dishwasher. And I was like, well, what the fuck am I going to use a dishwasher for if I got to re-clean the dishes as soon as I finish them? But you know what? I said, this is a brand new dishwasher. I'm going to try it. I sent um, Cass to the store to get the little pies that you have to put in the dishwasher. And let me tell you guys, oh my fucking God, I wish I would have used a dishwasher earlier in my life. Like, I'm serious. Like, my dishes came out way cleaner than if I would have cleaned them. And then it was just like, no hassle. Put it in the dishwasher, press the button, and boom, your dishes are washed. And I didn't know it took so long. It's like an hour, I guess, on water. And I guess it's not good for your water bill. But fuck that water bill. I am going to be using the dishwasher for now on. Y'all should have told me how good it is. And if you are one of those people like me that never used a dishwasher before and you're just finding out about dishwasher or you didn't know about it, dishwashing is the shit, okay? Don't listen to people when they say them dishes don't come out clean. They must got an old-ass white dishwasher, and that's why it's not coming clean. This Samsung right here, this shit be popping, okay? And also this week, I just want to let you guys know, I went back to the real estate auction because you guys know that I am working on becoming a real estate investor. I am a salesperson in real estate, but right now I'm working on becoming a real estate investor. And let me tell you something, that is so fun for me. It is just so fun watching people bid on stuff and just like 
Yo, after a while, it'd be egos, yo. It's like, oh, 81000 82000 84000 And I like the guy, um, he warns everybody, like, you're not going to get your deposit back if you make a bid on something that you know your ass can't afford. So, you know, that's pretty much what's going on in my life, besides the fact that I'm just a jealous mom. Yeah, I'm a jealous mom. Basically, I don't know. My sister, honey, always tells me that Aquarius kids are really into their fathers. And my niece, Majesty, is an Aquarius. Shout out to her. As well as my nephew, Devon, which is honey's son. He's an Aquarius. And my son, Cass, is an Aquarius. He has the same birthday as my mom. And, like, for the past month or two, he has really been into my husband, like, so much. So, to the point, like, he walks in the room, he's clapping, he's running to him, he's loving him. And then I walk in the room, he'd go, hi. Then that's it. I'm like, oh, the fuck up. I'm the one that is carrying you in my belly. I'm the one that threw up 15 times a day. I'm the one that couldn't be around food for three months. And all I get is a high versus when you see your father, you clapping your hands and doing that thing. And I think that's stuff that us moms need to talk about more often because I wasn't fucking feeling that at all. I was very jealous and I just didn't like uh, all the attention that my son was giving my husband. But you know what? As he get older, I understand that it's a phase he's going through and it's going to be all about me. All my friends that got sons say, girl, don't worry about it because it's going to be all about you once baby cats get bigger. So I'll keep you uh, posted on that because I was really fucking upset about that. But Anyway, let's get to some real shit, some juicy shit. Okay, so all you girls have been writing me about Chris Brown. And although this is like two weeks old, I just want to briefly, briefly talk about Chris Brown saying that he likes girls with good hair. And then it turned to him uh, basically defending the fact that he don't have a problem with dark-skinned women. And then um, a reality star... Tokyo said that her friend uh, wasn't allowed to go in his section because she was dark-skinned. Let me tell y'all something, right? Because I don't want to go too deep into this. This shit could get real. I wrote a story 10 years ago about dark-skinned and light-skinned in the black community, and especially dealing with the entertainment industry. And I also got an A in speech class over the same speech. So I've been talking about this dark-skinned, light-skinned shit for over 10 years. When I tell you, that this dark skin, light skin, colorism shit, that shit is real. That colorism shit is the reason why rapper Cash Doll is not as popular or as um successful as she could be. Because the girl is talented. I used to talk about Cash Doll all the time during um Mouthful of Fur days. And that's like three years ago. I was like, yo, this girl is it. She got it. She's fly. And in the entertainment business, dark skin girls do not get the same type of notoriety as light skinned people. And if you don't believe that shit, you just your whole perspective is whack because you're not being real with the situation. However, I don't give a fuck about what Chris Brown don't like. Chris Brown is a crackhead, a heroin addict, a fucking cokehead. He's whatever he is. His opinion about me or any other dark-skinned woman, it does not fucking matter to me. See, this is the thing about us dark-skinned women. You got to own your dark-skinnism. You got to own that shit. Because if you if you let somebody saying they don't like dark-skinned girls affect your life, you're not going to feel like you're that bitch when you walk, wake up in the morning. In the end of the day... It's not about what others say they feel about you. It's about how you feel about yourself. Let me tell you something. Whether you dark skin, light skin, big bitch, little bitch, uh, fly bitch, not a fly bitch, JCPenney body bitch. If you wake up in the morning feeling like you're that chick 
then you're that chick. We got to stop letting men and their opinion of us validate how we feel about ourselves or, or like how another woman might feel. Cause I'm sure a lot of you guys have had lighter friends and they felt like they look better than you because they was light skin and things of that nature. I mean, listen, it was rough in the nineties with that shit, but now it does not fucking matter whether you light or dark, like your nigga could become a victim. I hate when people be like, you know, my man, girl, he don't like no thick girls. Oh no, he don't like nobody over 150. Oh, he don't like dark skin girls. Oh, he don't like light skin girls. Oh, he don't like skinny girls. Let me tell you something. All you girls that stuck in that fucking stupid ass mentality, men be the main ones eating a dark skin girl out, letting her sit on his face, up there letting the big girl sit on their face and all that kind of shit. Like, I don't let me tell you the real deal about these niggas. So I don't even listen to none of that who say what they like because everybody say what they like and they ended up being with the same bitch that they told you that they didn't like. So therefore... I don't care about none of that stuff. I don't care what your color is. I don't care what your weight is. If you a fly bitch, you a fly bitch. Um, Chris Brown is colorist. And I have proof that Chris Brown is colorist. Because when Chris Brown did that song, um, I woke up in Chris Brown's body. You know, that's my song. I love that song. It was a line that he said that showed me. That he is colorist. Not only am I saying he's colorist because he's from Virginia. And I know that Virginia is known for, oh, red this, red that, red that. They love light-skinned girls. I and My sister could tell you that she used to live in Virginia. They love light-skinned girls. So I'm not even saying it off of that. I'm going to go by your art. He said, I drive a Ferrari and I'm light-skinned black. When I first heard that, I drive a Ferrari and I'm light-skinned black. I thought I was fucking bugging out. So I repeated the song. I drive a Ferrari and I'm like skin black. The nerve of this motherfucker to put that in a song where a white boy is rapping on. All that is doing is making the white man laugh at your dumb, stupid, ignorant ass. And don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with preferences because we all have preferences. Okay? Some of us like... Dawskin, some of us like caramel, some of us like thick men. I'm not even into fat men. I feel like I'm already chubby. I don't need nobody to be fatter than me. I'm not into fat guys. But that doesn't mean that I haven't talked to a guy that was a little bigger than I liked before. Okay? I'm not even into light skin guys. But when I was younger, all my boyfriends was light skin. So, you know, you can't even go into like what you it everybody has a preference. And I don't mind a preference. But when you are discriminatory against somebody because of their skin color, you're an asshole. And Chris Brown has been an asshole for a long time. And that's why no matter how talented he is, he's not getting back to where he was pre-Rihanna because he's an asshole. Nobody got time for his ass at all. He needs to go to rehab and I don't even want to talk about it no more. And I want you guys to just stop the division in the black community. Like, we're going through a lot as black people alone. With this colorism shit and black people fighting in fucking Disneyland, shit is about to get real for black people. I mean, let me tell you something. That fight in Disneyland, oh my God, a man hitting a woman and all of this type of stuff. He didn't want to fight the other man. He got a pink shirt on, he's hitting women. And this is all in Disneyland where there is a bunch of children. And that tells me one thing. That these little Disneyland attendees was motherfuckers that paid for that trip with their tax money. And it's sad that you got to think like that. But that's how you got to think. Because let me tell you something. That Disney trip is so pricey that um, you were just going there to enjoy yourself. 
You're not even thinking about fighting nobody. You're not even thinking about no ignorant, negative shit. Now, don't get me wrong. People going to try you no matter where you at, whether you're in Disneyland or whether you're on the block. But the reality of it is, is that you're supposed to have the mentality like, listen, this is a trip for my kids. I'm not even thinking about no negative shit. So don't get surprised. When the tickets to get inside of Disneyland alone is going to go up to $350. Because that's what they're going to do. Because this right here just spreads a negative light on us as a people. So that's why I don't like shit like this. But it's okay. Because with every loss, there's a win. Okay? And guess what? You got to lose to fucking win. So right now, we have this young lady, Halle Bailey. It's so hard to say her name because her name sounds just like Halle Berry. But Halle Bailey, she's a singer. And I know she got them Beyonce connects. Okay? She's the new Ariel in the new Disney. And I just feel like... I am so proud of that. And I remember one day I was in the office and this Spanish guy was going in. He was like, you know, Spanish people are very racist against black people on the low. But he was going in. He basically was saying like, well, I don't feel like, um, you know, Ariel should be changed because I know Ariel to be white. And we're like, listen, I don't, I don't like, you know, it's two subjects at work that I don't like talking about, which is race and religion. Those are two topics and politics, three topics that Tiana Smalls just do not like to fucking be involved with. But he's going in and in and in and in. And I said, listen, sir, I understand what you're saying. You're used to seeing Ariel a certain way because I'm the same way. Like if a singer makes a biopic and uh, a biopic and the actress don't got the same colors, I'd be like, oh, God, I don't even look like her. But then I've learned from what love got to do with it because Angela Bassett didn't look nothing like Tina Turner. However, the mannerisms is what counts. So I'm like, hey, you can get it done. Um, I don't think he should be going that hard that Ariel's about to be black. I think we should be proud that Disney is finally doing some diversity. I mean, after 70 fucking years of having movies, you only got a few black Disney characters, and y'all making this such a big deal that Ariel's about to be black. Like, who... Uh, like, gives a fuck. Only thing, only person gonna win in this whole argument is Disney because they're gonna make so much fucking money off of merchandising this new black Ariel. They know that black people are the number one consumers, okay? The number one consumers, and that's what they're going for. They're going for the money, and that's all they care about. So they're not making Ariel because they wanna show diversity to your child. They make it Ariel black because they know that shit gonna bring in the dollars, okay? So that's my opinion about that. You guys wanted to know how I felt about Ariel being black. I love it. I don't have a daughter, but I do have a niece, and I want her to see that just because you're black, that doesn't mean that you can't um, see yourself as a positive uh, person in a positive light. You can be the next Ariel. You can be the next president. And these are the images and the things that we have to install in our kids if we want our kids to feel like they're somebody, okay? Because if not, they're going to turn into nobody bitches and talking about nobody bitches. Oh, man. You know, every time I see this girl on Instagram, I just start to itch because she's just starting to become so dirty to me. But, like, listen, April. April, who is Omarion's baby mother, the baby mother that his mom ain't never like. And now y'all see there's a reason why. April... Um, in case you don't remember, she was on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. She's Omarion's baby mother. She has two children with him. April is supposedly messing with, um, Omarion's bandmate, Little Fizz. Um, Little Fizz is also, uh, I forgot his baby mother name. Oh my God. 
You see, this is why I don't like talking about these people because I don't really care about them. But um, listen, the reality of it is, is that she's messing with Omarion's bandmate, uh, Little Fizz. I mean, she picked a fucking good time. I mean, they're trying to make an album and you fucking his bandmate. But you know what? This tells me one thing about, about you. First of all, you been a hoe. And the mother knew you was a hoe. Ain't nobody know about um, wholeness like old people. So she never liked the girl. And she probably knew stuff about her that we didn't know. But let me tell you something. Girl, you're going to look so stupid when you fucked with both of these friends and you end up without no ring. Let me tell you the rules to fucking with two guys that know each other. One of them got to wife you. That's the number one trick. And in order for you to not look like a hoe, hoe, hoe. One of them motherfuckers got a wife you. And the thing about it is, is that she had two kids with that nigga. And he still didn't wife her up. And guess what? It's a reason. It is a reason. So, she's up there talking about Little Fizz is her man. And they live together. And my niece or whatever, Monice, is Fizz, baby. That's her name. Yeah. She's a little jealous that he's messing with... um. April because she knows April to be like the home girl to her man's friend and now like you know the home girl she knows her as a home girl like oh you cool and then you messing with my man now my ex-man so look nasty but the reality of it is is that I'm not I'm not one to judge I have dealt with people that known each other before but it's some young shit you know what I'm saying like you knew my little young boyfriend I have done that so I'm not gonna say I haven't done that but I would never fucking deal with two guys that are like brothers okay and like I said one of them got the wife up the only way this is gonna work for her is if little fizz marries her if they don't marry her she's gonna look very fucking stupid at the end of the day and i just feel like it really is too many guys out here for you to fuck with two people that are cool like that like work together in the same group like that's like you fucking like both of the jagged edge brothers or like kyle and one of the jagged edge brothers that's just like too nasty. I don't even want um, my whole facts to be out there um, like that. And this is why I say it's important for women to learn men and have male friends. And we're going to talk about that a little later because this shit is just too, like, messy and just, like, too crazy. And then this girl, I really believe, you know, when I put that voice on, I really believe that this girl is kind of, like, losing her fucking mind because... Then they got a clip of her going on Black Ink Chicago, kind of like flirting with Ryan. And don't get me wrong, Ryan looked good. So I understand why she was uh, flirting with him. But at the end of the day, it's like you making yourself look real trashy. You're on Instagram touching your pussy. You're on Instagram with a girl kissing a girl. Like, girl, that was not your thing. I don't know if you just feel like now you want to just let it all hang out. But you looking really, like, fucking stupid. Like, leave that shit to the hoes that really don't have nothing to lose. You got children. They're going to grow up, and they're going to see all this stuff on the internet. And like I said, and if and if Fizz dis- ends up dissing you, because I've seen him on Marriage Boot Camp on Weed TV, he's not the most stable person. So if he ends up um, dissing your ass, I don't want to hear nothing about it later on, okay? Moving on to some ashy news. I don't want to call her ashy, but my girl Serena Williams, I love Serena Williams, so don't think, when I make a joke about her, don't think I don't like her, I really do like Serena Williams, however, I feel like Serena didn't have to have her ass out on the Harper's Bazaar cover, at first I didn't care, because I was like, oh yeah, her butt is big, everybody loves Serena Williams, but I love her body, period, but I felt like 
her legs were so nice and greasy up and all that. But then they had her butt looking mad ashy. And then it didn't even look like her butt because I'm sure her butt is a little bit bigger than that. And I didn't, I just didn't like it. I don't know. It could have been done a little bit more uh, tastefully. And I don't think that Serena Williams at this time in her life have to show her ass on a cover magazine like what the fuck is that about like i don't know like sometimes i think that like after you have a baby you still want to feel sexy and all those things so you just like fuck that i'm gonna show my ass on the harper bazaar fashion cover ashy and all but i say yo leave that shit for the ig girls like you don't have to sit there and um show your ass on the cover to get um attention so i did not like that that cover is not uh, Coach Cooch approved. I don't like it at all. I mean, what, what about you guys? What do you guys think? Do you guys think that the cover was nice and cute and classy? I personally did not like it. I didn't think she looked pretty. I didn't like nothing about it. And like I said, at first I was like, okay, it's all right. I mean, people show their ass on covers. It's not a problem. But I just didn't like the ashiness of it all. She needed some oil. She needed some shea butter or, or something. I just don't like it. Okay, if you're going to show your ass, just make sure that it looks good. Because let me tell you something. If you see... Anything of Coach Cooch's coming out, you better fucking believe that it's going to be nice and shea-butted the fuck up, okay? Now, let's get into Diddy, okay? So, Diddy is talking about bringing back making the band, okay? But here's my thing. Nobody loves making a band more than me. I mean, I still got the songs on my phone to this day. I love it. Like, you know, don't want to play no games. I want you exclusive. That was my favorite season. I love making the band, and um, one of my girls is um, from making the band, which is Babs. Shout out to Babs. Uh, we're really cool friends, and I really want him to show love to the previous uh, bandmates because I didn't like when Diddy had the 25th year uh, anniversary of making the band. I'm sorry, not making the band, the Bad Boy tour, and he did not have not one person from Danny Kane, not one person from the band, not one person from um, Day 26. It's like, yo, these motherfuckers put in real work for you they made you a superstar on television and you couldn't even give them like one song each i didn't like that so if he does bring it back he better show some love to the old bandmates and he better like make them like a coach or something and i also want him to bring back michael bivens shout out to michael bivens i love michael bivens let me tell you a quick story about michael bivens and i don't know if you probably remember this or not and i don't know if i told you guys this story but in case i didn't tell you the story i'll tell you again Okay, so one day I was in, um, I feel like I told you guys the story, but I will tell it again. One day I was in California, okay, and I was meeting up with my friend Reagan. And Reagan used to play Zaria on Parenthood. Oh, and she's a, a cool girl. She married that Tommy Hilfiger model. So they, they're just like a beautiful couple or whatever the case may be. And, you know, me and Roy is in crustaceans and we having a good time. This is why I love L.A. You know, I'm telling you, if I wasn't building a career, I would move to L.A. I love L.A. So anyway, make a long story short. Uh, we about to sit down or whatever, and Michael Bivens um came through and was like, "Hey, what's up, yo? Keep doing what you do." Blah 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 to me. I was like, "Oh God!" I was so hyped because it made me feel like I really belonged in LA at that moment. I was like, "Yeah, all right, yeah, all right, holla at you, yeah." We do lunch one day, but it was like really funny. But um, I love Michael Bivens and his wife. Uh, me and his wife used to be real friendly, so she probably just used to tell him about me and stuff like that. So that that was a really cute moment. But like I said, um, he needs to bring Michael. Bivens back and you know just make it really um 
really, really good. All right. So, um, you know, we ain't going too much into the celebrities today because we got to talk about something very important, which is women having uh, male friends. But before we get into that, okay, I want to talk about Kenya Moore coming back to Real Housewives of Atlanta, which she is much needed in because... I don't know how much more I could take of Real Housewives on land. This is going to be my, my last season. They better bring it this season because I really ain't got time for them after this season. I feel like they need another city now. Like I love Real Housewives of Potomac, though. I think they're taking over. So I think that Atlanta has to bring it on. I guess NeNe was holding out until she saw if, if Kenya was coming back or not. But you got tricked, bitch, because Kenya is back okay and then also a lot of you guys been hitting me up and talking about shows a lot of y'all been hitting me up about little kim and maya and chili my old co-worker and a few others doing a show called girls cruise well shout out to them for getting a new show um I don't know what it's about. I'm not even lying. No shade, no tea. I really don't know what the show's about. I don't know if they're going to be like on a boat, just stopping by the cities and partying with people. I don't know if they're going to be picking up guys. Is it a dating show? I know the promos look really um, good, but I really don't know what it's about. That's the thing. I really don't know what it's about. But Lil' Kim was on Instagram recently, and she said she's not doing any more press anymore. She's not going on the Tay Show. She's not going on Watch What Happens Live because she feels like they're asking her questions that she really don't want to answer. But here's the thing, Lil' Kim. You're on this new show for VH1. You know, VH1 is very strong on um, promotions and things of that nature. And they, and then for a show like this, you're going to really need the press because nobody knows what it's about. So you're going to have to, like, really do that. You have been in the game a long fucking time. So you know that they're always going to ask questions that you don't want to know about. But when you take control of the answer and just be like, listen, that's not what I'm here for. And keep it going. You take control of that interview. And you don't have to say it nasty like, I'm not fucking talking about this no more. Uh, uh, uh. I'm sure you're talking about the questions they're going to ask you about uh, Nicki Minaj. Because Nicki Minaj, like um, about last week, was talking about how she did pay homage to people. And people didn't... Um, basically respected or whatever the case may be so maybe they're gonna ask her that and that's why she is so fucking upset about the whole ordeal but let me tell you something ain't no question about no bitch gonna make me turn out the today show let me tell you something i went on a today show for my book girl get your mind right and let me tell you something that is big press okay the today show even watch what happens live even if if andy's a little grimy watch what happened live is a big press like Sometimes, in order to be successful, you got to get out of your own fucking way. And I, I'm starting to think, like, little Kim being the cancer she is, and shout out to all my cancers. Um, my friend Marion's with cancer, too. Sometimes cancers, though, they just be in their own, like, they, they pick their own thought pattern. And that's it. Like, this is my... um. This is my thoughts, and I don't give a fuck what anybody um, think. And in reality, it's not about what you always think or what you always want to do. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to get to that next level. Right now, if this is a um, show ends up being successful, this could be a big thing for you. This could be a gateway to your music. Like, don't let no questions about the next bitch make you not do no press again. Like, come on. That's just fucking stupid. I hate stupid stuff. You won't see Beyonce missing no damn press for nobody. Okay? And talking about Beyonce, did y'all see her at the Lion King premiere? I always like Beyonce because I feel like she go hard. That's the Virgo way. I am a Virgo, you know, September 16th. Um, I love that because I feel like she always go hard. Um, she looks good. 
the braids thing, um, you know, I, I got to get used to it. Because she always wear those type of braids. I mean, I think it's her style. I think she's the only one that can get away with those braids. But let me tell you, I love that outfit. But Beyonce to me, don't tell anybody, but Beyonce to me, she looked a little pregnant in that outfit. I don't know if she's just getting a little chunky or not, but she looked a little pregnant in that outfit. So I don't know, Beyonce. We got to put Beyonce on pregnancy watch, child. So I don't know what's going on with that, okay? But listen, let's get to something that I posted on Instagram and something that you guys also, you know, wanted to know more about. I put up on Instagram the other night about how, like, it was, it was really in my mind because, like, everybody knows, like, I have a male best friend, okay? And it's not something I plan on having. It's just that my male best friend is just my right hand, my husband's my left hand, and it just works out. It really works out so good. So what I posted was, friendship is the best thing a man could give you. I don't care what anyone says. Chicks fiending so hard to be chosen. Be chosen as a man's true friend, and everything you need to know about men will fall into your lap. And a lot of people say, well, what does that mean? Well, basically what I'm trying to say is like, I think having men, platonic men, not men you fucked before and now y'all cool. We're talking about men that you have never had sex with. I think that having platonic men in your life, and okay, and even somebody you may have had sex with before and y'all become friends. I think having that in your life is very important because I think that you need to learn men. In order to conquer men, in order to be uh, feel like you're the catch, because like I always tell my friends, you are female, you're always the catch. But I don't think they understand that sometimes because they don't, they're not around men the way I am around men. They don't see men in vulnerable situations. They don't see men when they're insecure. They don't see men when they're trying to get their life together. All they see is the confidence that men exude naturally. Men are naturally more confident than women so therefore they kind of like take over women when it comes down to love but I feel like you know if you feel like you're the catch and you feel like you know men you will do better when it comes down to men don't get me wrong I learned a lot about men from having a father at home but everybody's not um fortunate enough to have a father at home and especially a father at home that talks a lot about men like my father used to talk to my sister was four years older than me. my sister tony she was four years older than me and i ever since my sister was like 12 my father talked up about like boys sex love i mean he talked to me all night long all night long since i was eight years old i heard about boys so i've learned in those Eight, um, you know, since eight years old, that it's not that serious. And I think when you're around a man all the time, or you have a guy friend all the time, or men in general just giving you their feedback on what you may be going through or what whatever whatever you may confide in them, I think that it really does help you in your life. I think that the problem with a lot of women is that uh, they don't know men, and they don't, and they just don't. I just feel like they be fiending too much. I think, like, women, we talked about this. I really feel like uh, the stock market of pussy went down because women just started fiending. Like, I've never seen women want to be chosen so bad. Like, back in the day, niggas used to sell drugs. Niggas used to rob niggas. Niggas used to kill niggas because they wanted to be with a woman. You see what I'm saying? Not saying that's right, but I'm giving you an example that you can kind of relate to. Like, back in the days, dudes were selling drugs to be with that chick. That chick was a bad chick. She wanted a nigga with some money. He had to go out there and get some money to mess with her. Nowadays, it's like these chicks are working overtime. These chicks are selling here. These chicks are opening businesses up just to be chosen by that broke nigga. And I just feel like if you have a friend, 
any friend, anybody in your life, a male figure in your life that really loves you genuinely and that really cares about you and where you're going in life, they can kind of like teach you about life. So that's what I meant by saying that you need a male friend. I think it is very important to have men in your life that you don't have sex with. I think it's very important to have male feedback. I think sometimes it's important to ask an ex also their feedback about you as a person because you know sometimes you're speaking to these niggas because they want to like fuck you again no you need to talk to them on some real like yo let me ask you something do i kind of like overreact someone like when you was fucking with each other you felt like i was overreacting well and now y'all not fucking so he gonna tell you the truth like girl you was acting up when we was dating but you know you, you come from a good place but you gotta hear that kind of feedback and in order to be met friends with men or have men in your life, you got to be able to accept the truth too about yourself because men friends are not like girlfriends. Men friends are going to tell you the truth. They're going to hurt your feelings. Like, oh my God, I could go in on and on and on about how one time Roy hurt my feelings and I was crying. I was about to cry. He was looking at me like I was like fucking stupid. Like, you about to cry? Like, get out of here. And when I was young, my dad taught me that crying is weak. So these are the things that I learned um, from being around men. So this is why I'm explaining to you guys that it is very important and, and, and imperative to have male friends. And now when I look back at my life and I remember like my father used to let us have boys sit on our stoop when we was young because they was our friends or whatever. Even though my friends Scooby and them stay, say that my father chased them with a machete one time. That is just a lie. They made that up. That's that's like a story that my friend um, Scooby or Eric always say. Eric always say that. My friend Eric, he always used to say that. Like your father chased us with a machete before like making jokes or whatever the case may but the reality of it is that my father always allowed us to have male friends. And I understand that now because if you're if you're used to men, you're not going to go hard like that. But if you aren't used to men and you're not used to male attention and you're not used to what men do, you're going to just be like so fucking open for no reason. And it don't even be that serious. Like, listen, you know, I don't want to say this, but I got to say this. Listen, ladies, you... I, that's why I am going to write my last dating book because I feel like this, this, these conversations is needed. We women, we, you don't have to fiend for no man. I'm, I'm sorry. Like if something happened with you and your man or you and a man, let me tell you something. If you miss one next 15, one coming. And that's how you got to feel going forward in life. Like you just got to feel like you're the catch no matter what i don't give a fuck this nigga got money i don't care if this nigga got status fame i don't give a fuck you're always a catch even in a lala and carmelo situation i'm not a big fan of lala but i do feel like lala is still gonna be the catch and i still feel like she get her little white billionaire or a little black billionaire and go about her business and say fuck this nigga he'll end up with some chicken head uh girl that looked like lala and, and be miserable in the end of the day so i always feel like women are um the catch, and I just feel like we are, some of us that's listening to this show is 30 plus, and most people started fucking at 15 years old, 16 years old, so that's 14, 15 years of fucking, if you have not figured out the, uh, the thought process of a man in 14, 15 years minimum, I think there's something wrong with you, okay, and that, and that's just how I feel, don't let these niggas bamboozle you, don't make, don't let these niggas make you feel like you gotta go hard for them, because in the end of the day, you don't have to go hard for, for no fucking body in the end of the day, you know what I mean, because you are the catch, you are the woman, and get you some male friends, learn how to be around men without fucking them, you can't fuck everybody, that's why people be like, it was something one time one of my friends, my friend Ernest said to me, Ernest said, 
Oh, if Roy is so good as a as a guy, why you ain't fucking him? I said, <laughs> Ernest is funny. I said, first of all, I will never, ever in my life risk my beautiful friendship to fuck my friend. Are you crazy? And secondly, Roy know all my dirt. Why the fuck I'm going to fuck somebody and know all my dirt? Like, I got to make, make sense about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so in the end of the day, don't fuck your friends. You know, if you want to be friends with them, don't fuck your friends. And if you do have a friend that you may have, like, it was an ex and now you got the best of friends. Because I'm hearing that a lot now. Like, people feel like they are, um, you know, people just feel like they get along better with a nigga once they're not fucking with them no more. So if you are in that situation where you feel like you're getting away, getting along better with the person now that you're not fucking them, don't fuck them. Because then that's going to ruin the friendship. And then y'all not going to be able to be cool no more. And nobody got fucking time for that. So listen, remember, ladies? You ought to catch. Remember, ladies, these niggas are to your disposal. Remember that uh, you missed one. is another one coming, like I said. And I'm going to put this all in my new book. Um, I have a fly title for my new book, but I cannot tell you guys um, what's going on with it yet, okay? Because I have to finish writing it as well as doing a few other handbooks and stuff for, for my career shit. But anyway... Yeah, so um, it's not much that I was in my bag about uh, this week, but listen, I'm hearing that Rapper Eve is coming out with some new music, and um, I'm not quite um, understanding why, because, you know, when you're married to a billionaire, the way I want all you ladies and Lala, I want Lala to get a billionaire too, when you're married to a billionaire, I don't see why uh, you got to go back to rapping and going through all that, but I know that Everybody has a dream or whatever the case may be. And before I go, I just want to know, did you guys watch Basketball Wives this season? There's a girl on there. Um, her name is Phoebe, and she's supposed to be from Brooklyn. But I like her little personality, and I think she's a real good uh, asset to the show. So, you know, the show is still good. Um, shout out to my girl, Jennifer. I still don't like Evelyn, even though she's really pretty still. She still looks really good, but I don't really like her. I'm not a fan of hers at all. And um, you guys know that... Um, one of my uh, mentors is on the show, Jackie Christie. I, I actually was the one that brought Jackie Christie in the VH1 office. So, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, she's still on the show as well. But, you know, I think it's, it's getting better, the show. But this Phoebe girl, I'm going to watch her. Because, you know, she got that, like, Cardi B type of attitude. But more Brooklyn, though. Like, real Brooklyn. So, check out Basketball and check um, Phoebe out. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, I want to just give y'all a real, you know, big shout out before I go because you guys be really supporting the show and I want you guys to know that I really appreciate it. And also, I have an announcement, as you guys may or may not know, on this Sunday, we're going to be having the first annual meet up and grind okay so meet up and grind is like a think tank event and we're gonna all come together and just kind of like talk about our ideas and just bring positive energy because you guys know i love me some motherfucking positive energy and i love to be around people and i want you guys to come through bring your laptops bring your notebooks bring your ideas and let's come together and just like make each other better because like you know people don't understand they underestimate the power of networking and networking is really very fucking important. All right. So like I said, we have a meetup and grind. The tickets are $15. You can click it in my um, bio on coach cooch, or you can go on meetup and grind at meetup and grind on Instagram. And it's going to go down at Bam's hair kingdom. Okay. The address in case you need it is five, eight, zero nine, 
uh, North Broad Street in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is like Northeast Philadelphia. It's a little ride for me from Delaware. But we're going to go up in there, have meet up and grind, and we're going to have a really um, um, good time. And before I go, I also want to shout out to my sister, Tony. She is going to be honored in New York for the 40 Under 40 um, award ceremony. And as you guys know, my sister, she runs, um, a jail and she just does her thing. She's a superintendent. She's an entrepreneur. She's a mom. And let me tell you something. She does a lot of different things. And she also have an ebook out called reason to win. That's all about the correctional facilities and things of the nature, being a woman in corrections. And it's very important. I also want to give, um, a happy birthday to uh, all my friends seem like they're cancers and I don't know what what is that about but I want to give a happy birthday to um damn to Nakia Vtox body happy birthday to Benita happy birthday Benita's the one that um we were singing her song on the show one day happy birthday to Benita and also I know that Miriam's birthday is coming up too because she is a cancer happy motherfucking birthday to all my cancers out there okay and once again if you are looking to buy, sell, lease, invest, make sure you hit up your girl, Tiana Smalls, a.k.a. Coach Cooch. You can email me. I don't care what city you work, you live in. I can help you out. Tsmalls at kw.com. So once again, it's your girl, Tiana Smalls, a.k.a. Coach Cooch, and I'm in my bag. Episode 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, unit. See y'all again next week or so. Next week-ish. Peace, y'all.